Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. We're at episode 300. 73, it's March 21st, 2023, and we are on the heels of the NCAA championships, and it just makes sense to have on an NCAA champion at 141 pounds from the University of Northern Colorado, it's Andrew Alirez. Andrew, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us. It's going pretty good, yeah, just uh, unwinding a little bit. Um, it's It's been a crazy year to finally get it done, and have that national title and seeing that trophy and stuff, you know, it's kind of surreal a little bit. It almost feels like, like that trophy's. it's crazy to think that it's mine. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and what an awesome weekend. I, I want to kind of jump back to the start of your, your college career. You know, you, you had a lot of success as high school. Um, you're from Greeley. You probably had options to go to some bigger schools, but you ultimately decided to stay home and, and you ended up getting it done. But, you know, what was the recruiting process like? Were you recruited by a lot of other coaches? And why did you ultimately choose Northern Colorado? Yeah, you know, um, my junior and senior year, I was number one in the country. So you can imagine I had um, a lot of offers, could have went a lot of different places. But, uh, you know, I've developed a, a great relationship with, with Troy throughout the years. You know, I started that eighth grade summer training with Troy Nakerson and the, the Bears. So, uh Throughout the years, I developed a, a really strong relationship. You know, we'd get ready for Fargo and cadet trials. So uh, it's been a really long road. And I, I I always knew I had something there at UNC. You know, I, I saw the program shift and start to go in the right direction. You know, Troy sold me on a dream. And everything that he said was starting to unfold as – I'm uh, getting ready to make my own decision. So I, I had that trust in him. And the big moment for me to really commit to UNC was um, at Super 32s. You know, I'm a, I was a returning finalist. And, uh, you know, I had college coaches watching my first match, a bunch of them on that side, you know, a Super 32 is. And um, right away, round two, I get packed up, pinned. Uh, and then uh, on the backside of that tournament, that next match, you know, there was there wasn't no college coaches, but there was one, and and that was Troy, you know. So I'm a I'm a really loyal guy, and I, I respect loyalty a lot. And to see him sitting there, Matt side on the consolation rounds, uh, it meant meant everything to me. That's why I was like, hey, this is a dude I could trust. This is someone who who's going to stick with me through my ups and my downs through adversity. And there's going to be a lot of adversity. And uh, I knew that going into college and um, I was faced with a lot of it. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had it any other way seeing that, that through tough times, he was the one to stick it out. That's where I really said, okay, I want to go to Northern Colorado. And then uh, I committed. And then just right after that, I started racking off the wins, beating all Americans uh, 17, 18 years old, and uh, I became the number one recruit in the country. Uh, I wanted to be a staple for the program, and and that's what um, that's what has happened. Awesome. Well, it certainly looks like you made the right choice. Uh, you also said that 
you guys changed up the training. Maybe guys were getting hurt, and, and everybody's been a lot healthier this year. Can you explain any of the adjustments that were made to the training program? Yeah. Um, so when I first got here, we used to we used to get it. You know, we were we were in there banging a lot. And um, I mean, that first year, there was a couple duels and stuff, especially towards the end of the season, where we had like two starters out there, you know, and, um, and yeah, you can't, you can't win if you ain't out there, you can't win if you're not training, if you're hurt all the time. And um, each season, it kind of adjusted, adjusted, adjusted to where this season was like, completely different from the first one you know we're we're really spending time in these technical areas we're sparring a lot we're getting our conditioning we're, we're still training hard but smarter you know especially for kind of the older guys who have been around a little bit you know I've, I've been through my share of of injuries and stuff and it came within those first two years and uh, it was just we were, we were training a lot I mean we hardly even wrestled live really this year. And um, for me, it was, it was great. You know, I don't really think I need to be in there banging. I, I know how to go get tough and grind it out, but um, I got to really play in these positions with my coaches, with Troy, with Oliver, Earl, everybody. And um, I really came out of every single practice film like, Hey, I, I actually got better and I got an answer for a certain position. Right. Because um, every day, you know, I'm thinking about these positions. Hey, if I shoot this shot and he hops over, we roll this way, what's going to happen? But like this year, I actually had the chance to to go in and do it and play like uh, play out the situation and, and learn it. And it just gave me all the confidence in the world because I felt like in every position, I got an answer for it. And when you're prepared like that, that's like truly being, you're prepared for every single scenario. That's being a professional and uh, I would, I had all, the utmost confidence going into the turn. Yeah. It's really cool to hear like the evolution at Northern Colorado and just in general, right. Of like how training yeah. is changing and how people are becoming more like almost scientific about it. Right. You're thinking about these positions and instead of just coming in and working hard and grinding yourself down, you're, if you can get better in every practice, walk out and be like, yeah, I got better. Like that's well, clearly you're, you see what's happening. The results speak for themselves. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, like you've, you've, you've dealt with plenty of adversity, right? And you came in, I'm sure wanting to be an all American or a national champ right away. And it didn't happen until this year. Uh, what, what were your goals coming into college and, and maybe what are some of the biggest pieces of adversity you've had to overcome? Yeah, my goals were to be a national champion. I, um, I never had a goal of like, being an all-american i wanted to be a national champ and like that was it when i came in i was just like everybody else i was like i want to be a four-time national champ four-time big 12 champ i never want to lose and um that got shut down pretty quick but <laughs> done. yeah but um yeah just it's your mentality it's um how you're training those first three years i was not ready to be a national champ mentally physically you know, I wasn't doing the right things. I, I didn't understand what it actually took to be a national champion. And um, it took me three years. But going through that um, is like the biggest help because now I could go tell the younger guys like, hey, don't wait three years. Don't do what I did. You know, when, you could win now if you just make these necessary adjustments right away. Don't be the dude that has to touch the stove to know it's hot. You know, somebody somebody else already did it. Just listen. So uh, I'm constantly talking to these guys and telling them. But, uh, but yeah, my first year, I mean, I had 28 matches, but most of them came in those first two weeks because we were out a bunch of opens. So uh, right away, boom. Why well, I, I popped a rib out, but that didn't really sat me out that first year. And then a little later into the season, boom, I break my – what was it? My right wrist. And then that's like six to eight weeks. I sit out, no training, no nothing. Um, I mean, I'm like doing the bike and stuff, but you know, you ain't wrestling and ain't enough. It ain't the same. And then I come, I come back to scuffle with like a week or so training, wrestle scuffle, come back to, we go from scuffle to Oklahoma state, well, Oregon and then Oklahoma state first 30 seconds, boom, right me test and then i'm like damn man 
another six to eight weeks, I finally get decent enough right around Big 12s. And I get to wrestle at Big 12s. I think I take fourth. Lost to Dagan twice. But um, but I had no, like, gas tank at all because I wasn't training. And, and I didn't understand what it took to be a champion. I wasn't living the right way. And um, that kind of bit me in the ass. So I had broken right wrist, torn right knee. And then the next year, I come in, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm coming off a U.S. Open title. I'm feeling real good about my chances, winning a national title. I'm doing better, but I'm still not near where I need to be mentally to win a national title. I wasn't living the right way, same, but I was doing better than my first year. And then I, uh, when was this? Right away, early in the season, boom, I, like, shatter my left wrist. Uh, that's another six to eight weeks. In, and that's in a castle. You can't do nothing. I remember for a while there, they put this big, like, big-ass foam pad uh, around my wrist and just fucking taped it up. And I was practicing every day with a ball, um, like a big ball hand. Yeah. I couldn't use it. So it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. But I tried to kind of train through it, but obviously you can't get a, get nothing, nothing really out of it. And then I finally start recovering for that. I get... I get four matches enough to qualify for an at-large or whatever it was. And this was the COVID year, the when they did have the tournament. Okay. Uh, I think it was a day, two days before Big 12s. So that was my left wrist. Two days before Big 12s, I blow my left knee out. Boom. Done. Another year. And that was a whole year out. So I didn't do nothing. I didn't even get to start moving around and stuff until preseason of my junior year. So that's already two years of just being hurt. So then, like, your mind, anybody, it's going like, damn, man, am I ever going to be able to, like, wrestle again? Or am I ever going to be able to be the guy that who I was? And when I came back from that long layoff, it almost made my mindset worse. <laughs> and so that junior year, I was like, I didn't want to get tired. I didn't want to do stuff the hard way. I, I thought I was just good enough. I figured cutting down to 41 is going to make it easier. And um, and then I was doing good. And then I, I took my first loss. Boom. And then I'm like, damn, I just lost to a guy who I believe I was way better than. And I was like, no way, that's that's a fluke. I'm just, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to win easy. And then I go duel him. Boom. I get kind of beat up a little bit. And then I'm like, damn, that, that was really kind of the turning point of my career is when I really said, okay, this, this stuff isn't really about, you know, who's better, who's the better wrestler, who knows the most moves, who's the most talented. It's folk style especially is about honestly who who's tougher who could go grit it out because you get four takedowns they get out four times you trip on your shoelace it's a match yeah you know so and it takes a lot to take these guys down because they're good but that's when I really sat myself down answered my whys and, and was like hey why am I losing I'm not training right I'm I'm not living right I'm not doing the little things right I'm I'm just not there. And um, so I started on the right track late, my late junior year, I started doing the right things. And um, it just wasn't enough time to really show it because you can't turn up two weeks before nationals and expect to be right when you're doing what, six, eight months wrong or not even wrong. Like your definition of training hard isn't hard enough to win a national title. And that's what I didn't understand because I've always thought I trained hard, but uh, but it's not enough. And I finally realized that it wasn't enough. And then um, I won Big 12s and got stuck at nationals in the blender. So, you know, it's, it's just like, damn, man, nothing's going right for me. I even tore my knee a little bit at that tournament. So that was another thing I had to sit out for. And, um, but I had it figured out. And then right when I was able to get back on the mat, 
man, I went and got it that summer. Every day I'm doing conditioning. Every day I'm training hard, eating right, doing all the little things right, waking up early, doing my dishes, folding my clothes, like to the to the smallest detail. I was doing every single thing right because I knew what I had to do. And I made the necessary adjustments. And I knew if I just do this every single day from now to nationals, I'm going to be a national champion. And uh, I just, I did those adjustments and I sacrificed my life for this. I changed the way I live. I changed everything, cut out whatever I had to cut out. And um, I tried to sacrifice everything that I could. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, it all paid off. So now I could kind of put my feet up and hang back for a little bit and for this next week or so and just be like, damn, you know, I really did that. And um, I'm even more proud of than winning a national title is that I was able to do that for that amount of time, you know, stay that disciplined and it's become a habit now, you know, so I'm excited the levels I'm going to be able to jump living like this. Sure. And you, you meant, you said several times, like mm-hmm. I wasn't living right. Right. I thought I was doing things right, but I, and I heard you say I wasn't living the, the right life. And I don't think you're out at the bars getting in fights. Right. I, I, maybe you were, but I, that's not what I think you meant. But I, what, what, what did you mean? Right. Cause I'm sure you were practicing and training, but just not a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Just, um, living the wrong lifestyle. Um, just getting by a lot of times, like with school, just getting by with like, just being lazy and other aspects of life. Um, I'm training hard. I'm doing what I'm told. That's what I was doing. And, uh, you know, that is not enough because doing what you're told at a division one level is way harder than what you did in high school. Yeah. You know, and in high school, I thought I was doing enough and I was winning. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I don't need to be training this hard. Like, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't. And it took me a long time to finally be able like, hey, dude, you got coaches that have done it. Just listen. So, um, yeah, just not. I thought the training program was hard enough. And I was like, this is I'm just going to do what I'm told, you know, in practice. I'm not given like a hundred a hundred I thought I was but it took those two losses to be like damn my definition of training hard is is not where it needs to be to win a national title and uh you know that's a really hard thing to do to sit back and look at yourself in the mirror and say you ain't doing enough you know because you are training hard even just doing the minimum in a college room it's hard you know, it's really hard. And uh, to fathom in your head, like, I'm not doing enough. is like unbelievable to like to say that. You're like, dude, what do you mean I'm not training hard enough? But uh, yeah, I really had to look back at myself and and really just adjust in every aspect of life. You know, all the little things, they all stack up at the end of the day. And when you're living right, you start to stack up that character. You know, that character is big. I've been saying it all weekend. Character is the only thing you can rely on under pressure. And I believe that's what I didn't have. You know, I didn't have that blanket when things got tough to grind it out. You know, now I'm living right, doing every single thing perfect. When things got tough, I was there. I was ready. I was prepared for that moment. I um, I wanted that moment. So you know, it just took those adjustments growing up, really, um, just in all aspects of life, making those sacrifices with my diet, with uh, what I'm putting in my body, what I'm doing, you know, staying up too late, a bunch like stuff like that. And um, yeah, I just had to, I had to cut it out. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I I knew you had some injuries. I don't think I realized the extent or how <laughs> left wrist, right wrist, this knee, that knee, like yeah. that, that's crazy. A- among all that, was there like, um, I don't want to say rock bottom, but a, a low point, maybe, maybe mentally, and maybe it was the two losses in a row, but maybe it was sometime during these injuries when you were like, is this like you, I think you said, is this ever going to happen? Am I, did you ever like question like, maybe, maybe this wasn't meant to be, or maybe I won't be able to do it. Or I'm sure it's easy to get down on yourself especially when you're in a cast and you can't even ride the bike or you can't, you definitely can't wrestle. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Was there, what was the toughest point? Oh, uh, after I blew my knee out and uh, I had surgery and I was out all that time, the whole time I'm thinking like, damn, I've wrestled for two years and I haven't had one season. Like my junior year of college was my first actual season. It was like my freshman year in a sense. And uh, yeah, I, I, w- I was sitting back like, like, man, maybe this isn't for me. You know, I've been through all these injuries. I can't, at what point, like I had these thoughts. I was like, at what point is it enough? Like to where I just have to be like, hey, I'm done. <laughs> you know, you have these crazy thoughts. And especially that low point really hit me during surgery. And then it hit me again after that junior year at nationals. Um, getting pinned in the blood round, you know, just like, damn, you know, I, I've always felt like I'm, I'm been met for so much more than this, but why is this happening to me? You know, like, uh, I've always felt I'm the most talented guy in every bracket I've ever been in. So I'm like, just why, why, why is this stuff happening to me? And then, um, I kind of stopped complaining about it. And I just said, Hey, this is where we are all you know, you, you pray for strength and uh, God gives you adversity, you know, and that's what I've been through. And I kind of, I realized to reach the top, you got to hit that rock bottom. And that's where I was. And I, uh, I didn't shy away from it. You know, I, I, I took it and it, it almost gave me confidence to be able to go through all that, go through everything I've been through in my career and come back and uh, come back way stronger and show the people and everybody who I really am and what I really could do. Because up to this year, you know, I've never really put the best Andrew Alaris out there. And, um, you know, and it was frustrating to see and hear people like, like I've won at every level and to hear people say like, I'm not in a title contention. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like I, I was getting so frustrated and I'm like, it's, it was just crazy to me, but, you know, having that summer of just getting it every single day, it, it just fed the fire. And um, now it, it put me in a position to win and to show people. And that's what I went out and I did it. It's it's interesting too. You're like, you, you pray for, what'd you say? Uh, strength, but he gives you adversity. It's like yep. you're given that adversity so you can overcome it and build strength from that. Right. Which seems like that's yep. what you did, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, so, so I, I, what I'm hearing is like you, you had all these these injuries and maybe doubt and this and that, and then, but by the time this season rolled around, like would it be fair to say you had built that confidence to to be where you always thought you could be? Oh yeah, you know, I always felt I felt all year I felt something, you know. And I started saying, you know, I'm ordained by God for this. There's nothing that can stop me. It's it's my destiny. If I just do these things and live the right way for 365 days, it's going to happen for me. And uh, I felt that all year and I said it and I told myself every day and I, I sat there and I, I fed the faith and I starved the doubt. You know, anytime I had a doubt in my mind, I would sit there and wrestle with my mind for 15 minutes telling myself nice things about myself so I could you know just overcome any type of doubt that ever crossed my mind and um and it showed when I went out there and wrestled because I wrestled free all year I mean I think my count was 140 takedowns to one all year you know I got scored on two times this year and it was one was my own takedown uh on my heart like I tried doing some stuff and I got stepped over and then the second one was in the finals when Bill Woods turned me. But other than that, I didn't get scored on all year. So I had a tremendous confidence about myself. And I was just like, finally, I was like, this is who I am. And this is the level I'm on. I'm on a different level. I've answered every question. I'm in shape. I have better character. You know, I've sacrificed everything. So, you know, I had just the utmost confidence in myself and belief in myself that no one could stop me. And then when I got to that tournament, it all, every round, it only fed my faith because every round I felt like, damn, nothing's going to stop me. This is mine. It's going to happen for me. And I kept telling myself that 
And then I, I got to the finals and this is where I really said, you know, this is my destiny because, you know, I hit a, a like inside, inside trip leg wrap throw in the finals <laughs> to win a national title. That's probably the first throw I've ever hit in my college career. Like I, I learned that move to show my brother that move, not for me. Cause uh, I, I do a lot of coaching and uh, he has long frame and I was like, this would probably be good for him. I bet he could be really good at it, but I got to learn it first to teach him. Uh -huh. So I kind of, I didn't even learn it for myself. I don't drill that really, but the moment was there on the biggest stage and, and I did it. So that's why I said, you know, it was, it was my destiny and there was nothing that was going to stop me. It's funny you said, I was sitting in the, in the back area with a lot of the coaches and athletes and they have a screen, you know, and so people are just sitting there all around watching the finals and uh, the Northern Colorado guys were right next to me, Earl and, and these guys, <laughs> and you hit this thing and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm like, that was, what a big move. That was, that was crazy. That was big balls. And Earl's like, man, he's never hit that ever. That is not, I don't even think he knows how to do that. I, it was, it, it was, and it's, and it's really cool to sit back there and see the, you know, the emotion on these coaches and they're jumping out of their chairs and wrestling the positions. So, um, Good on you for, for doing that. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I, to getting into the tournament, um, how, how do you feel walking out on the mat the first day? Like, just, just take me through, like, the emotion. Is it just a total calmness, confidence? Was, how, how is it different from years prior? Um, it was a lot different. That, that first year, well, here's a, a funny stat. I'm a four-time national qualifier. And that was the second time I wrestled at Nationals. So um, so the first year, I was, like, extremely nervous before every match because I wasn't living the right way. I knew, you know, like, my cardio wasn't where it needed to be. And uh, so in my head, I'm like, damn, what if it gets tough and I get tired and, like, start folding? <laughs> oh, so man. I always had that nervousness. And uh, – but this year – you know, every year I would, or every match, I was extremely confident. And uh, in my head, I'm just like tell, reassuring myself, like, hey, I've done every single thing right. I know every position. I got an answer for every position. And I'm ready to go. I feel like I'm ordained by God, you know, and um, nothing could stop me. So just stay relaxed, stay calm, you know, before you go into battle like that. You get like it's a quote in Machiavelli, the prince. You got to be like the lion and the fox. You know, you can't always be the lion because then you're going to get outsmarted. You can't be the fox because then you're going to get bullied. You know, the ultimate warrior machine is the lion and the fox channeling both beasts. And, the, and that's what I kind of did before every match. Just stay relaxed, stay calm, think about my technique, go out there and, um, be a smart savage, go out there and just let it go, try to dominate. And, uh, you know, I had all the confidence because I did everything right. I knew like, hey, I put myself in the best possible position to go win a national title. And now I could just wrestle free because now it's the moment. So I felt extremely relaxed, extremely confident. And um, yeah, I went out there and did it before that last tournament. I was really nervous our junior year before every match. And uh, I didn't want to feel like that again. And that's that's what everybody's talking about, the character, the are you living the right way? Are you doing every single little thing in your life right? That's what's going to give you that confidence going into the match. And that's what's going to save you when things get tough. Heck, yeah. Um, let's talk through Saturday, right? Friday night, you win the semis. Boom. You know you're wrestling in the finals. You got real woods. Um, I don't, you weigh in at probably like, I think eight, eight or nine o'clock, you guys weigh in. What do you do the yeah. rest of the day? I'm assuming you don't sit around the arena and, and watch nine hours of wrestling. No, I, uh, we went back, we, we got something to eat and then I just went to my hotel and sat there, watched TV, talked to people on the phone, you know, just, I really just hung out. Didn't, didn't do anything. I just sat there. And then uh, we, we headed over for the All-American Parade, got to warming up, and then just tried to stay relaxed, you know, because the NCAA, you're in the NCAA finals. You dream for this moment. This is the moment that you've prepared for. And uh, 
Man, I, that was probably the most nervous I've been in a long time. You know, even though I did everything right for that one moment, I was really nervous. Like I was sitting there and my legs were shaking and I was like just breathing, trying to, trying to stay relaxed. I was wrestling with myself and, um, you know, just continuing to reassure myself. And um, I finally went out and when it was time to go, that's when all the nerves went away. Right when I ran out there, I was ready to go. I was ready to get it. I knew I was prepared for any situation. And uh, now it's time to just go out there and let it fly. Back back to the hotel real quick. You're watching TV. You're talking on the phone. This was like during the day. Are you thinking about this match? Or are you like trying to not think about it? Oh, uh, you can't help but think about it. <laughs> because <laughs> you're watching TV, but in my head, I'm I'm sitting there thinking about, okay, if this happens, what do I do? If this happens, what do I do? Like just going through all the scenarios in my head. So uh, you try to like have moments where you're not thinking about it, but it's the only thing you can think about. Like I'm trying to take a nap and while I'm trying to fall asleep, it's just playing through my head, different scenarios, different positions. Um, How's it gonna feel? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? Like just a bunch of stuff like that. So it's on your mind 24-7, but you got to do your best to have that moment of mental relaxation. So so you're not going to become overwhelmed by the moment. So it's really an interest, interesting time because you got a lot of time to hang out, which sounds nice, but that's a lot of time to just sit there and think about it and wrestling with your mind going back and forth, like doubt's going to creep in. You got to stop it. So you're sitting there like all day. And I didn't have a roommate, so there was no one to talk to. So it was just me. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was, it was good in a sense, but, you know, I wouldn't mind some company. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and I feel like whoever's in the finals, right, say, let, let's not bother him. Let's give him a space. I don't want to mess exactly. up his mojo. But at the same time, like you're saying, like, or maybe I'm kind of lonely, or maybe I'd prefer somebody to just just chop it up with talking about whatever. Yeah, I like to keep it as normal as possible. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, all right, don't mess with him. He's got to focus. It's like, I am not trying to focus. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, just hang out and have a regular time because that's how I am before every match. Sure. You know, I, I like to just hang out and be normal. Like, I don't even – I used to listen to music and get all hyped up. I stopped doing that this year. You know, um, the only thing I want to think about is staying calm, staying relaxed. So, you know, I did that all year. And, uh, yeah, for the finals, I had a lot of time just by myself trying to just relax. But you got your mind's just going crazy about different possibilities, scenarios. So, yeah, yeah, like you said, they're going to be like, hey, leave them alone. But I'm like, dude. Don't leave me alone. Let's talk or let's do something. I just I don't want to sit here all day for six, seven hours just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, now back to like the the moment, right? You talk, your legs are shaking and you're nervous, and then you, you're like in the tunnel. You run out and like calm. Are you obviously you're aware that there's nineteen thousand people in the stands? There's you know however many watching on ESPN, but like is is any of that you're aware of it, but are, are you really, or are you just like wrestling mat opponent? Let's go. Nope. It's, it's, um, time to go. You know, I've told myself crazy things. Like I'm a descendant of the warriors of old. So this is what I was born for. This is what I was made for. This is the moment I've been training for. So I was, um, <clears throat> laser focused running out. I knew what I had to do and I knew I was prepared for anything, you know, any possible situation I was ready for it. And I went out and I showed that, you know, um, you couldn't have read it, written it any better. You know, I give, gave my life to this sport this year, especially, and uh, did every single thing right. And I won a national title without getting a takedown. You know, that just goes to show, you know, that's, that's all heart. That's just going out there and scrapping and uh, doing whatever I had to do, overcoming adversity, just like the entirety of my career. I get turned in the second period, everybody's probably like, ah, it's over, you know? And, um, and then I double overhook, leg wrap, 
throw to, for six. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't write that any better. So, uh, yeah, it was um, one of the best moments of my life for sure. Yeah, I I can only imagine, man. Um, and I want to I want to take a look. We kind of got we got highlights of the match. I'd like to just kind of play these yes. highlights, and uh, you can just kind of talk us through it or tell us what you're thinking or or what you see now. But whenever you're ready, Nico, let this one rip. So I think we're gonna pick it up in the probably yep. the second second period. Up, oh, hang on one second. He's queuing it up. Can we start this all the way from the beginning and and pull it over, Nico, so we can see it on the screen? Nico, we need to see it on the uh, on the screen over here. You got that? He's rewinding it here. All right, we got it close. Can you go back to the beginning of this video? There we go. So it's what nothing, nothing here. Boom! Get turned. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Oh crap! You're probably thinking. Yeah. Um, so going <laughs> when I was on bottom, we had been working that little ankle ride situation. And uh, the first time I did it really well, I got to my feet, but I didn't sell my hips out enough to, to get an escape. And he brought me back down. And then um, I tried to do it again to put the pressure back into that ankle ride, um, switch my hips, knee slide and try to get out. But as I went to sit, my arm was posted, and he's really good at snatching that free arm and going back to that kind of head lever position. And he, he broke me down again. And while I was flat on my stomach, I got hit for a stall call. I'm like, damn, man, I should probably just I'm – probably, I'm probably stuck here. So I, it's going to come down to me taking him down in the third period. And then, um, man, yeah, he's really good at that cross wrist stuff, that bar stuff. Uh, I think the turn he got on me was more of like a, like a tight waist chop type of deal. Yep. And uh, yeah, he put me on my back for a second and I'm just tossing and turning, trying not to give up any points. And uh, I did it enough to get to my feet and I'm not freaking out at that point. Cause I'm like, Hey, I could go get takedowns. So um, I wasn't freaking out. And then he started chasing that body lock really hard and he kind of crunched me in there for a second and in my head i'm like okay i got double overs let's try inside trip so i i went for it but when i hooked the leg like to drop like inside trip he squeezed me like even tighter and i was like okay this ain't gonna work <laughs> so then i hooked that leg i went um like godoyam style and sent that throw and uh popped my hips hard and he fell to his back. And then I jumped on him. It felt like we were there for like 10 minutes, me holding him on his back. Um, I was squeezing as hard as I could squeeze because I knew if I get six here, this match is done. Uh -huh. So uh, I was really doing whatever I could to just keep him on his back. And my first thought was like, damn, I'm about to pin him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, we, we were kind of on the edge. And he's a real strong guy. And um, wasn't able to do that. But, you know, I got the six. We went into that really long break, which was – that was crazy. And then, um, yeah, and then the rest of the match, I'm just like, hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to wrestle – continue to wrestle. If I get in positions to eat up some clock, I'm going to do it. You know, I got to that underhook position a couple times, and uh, I'm, I'm really good there. So I ate up a lot of time. And then two seconds left. Tries to jump over me, push him off. Boom, I'm a national champ. It's really uh, interesting. It just took you, – you sat here and pretty eloquently explained that position. You you talked for, I don't know, I don't have a clock here, 90 seconds or something like that, maybe yeah. longer, right? But, like, you, you're describing all these details. But the whole thing, the chop – to the to the tilt to the you know body lock he's got you you try inside trip he squeezes harder you that was like eight seconds right <laughs> but oh, you had you had to process all this like so quickly um yeah um in the moment like when when it happened it was instant like at first I didn't even really know like what I did like I knew I went inside trip I knew he crunched me I hooked the leg and I just popped my hips. But like fresh off the mat, 
I didn't even really know how I did that. <laughs> it, it wasn't until I looked back to where I could explain the technical aspect. And I mean, I used to drill that throw, like I said, to teach my brother. And yeah. I used to do it to um, impress people in high school, you know, in little <laughs> high school duels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, I'd grab them over under, hook the leg, throw them so the crowd could go, ooh, and maybe come back to a wrestling duel. So I used to do it for that. Never in a million years what I thought I would hit that throw to win a national title. So, um, you know, it's just crazy how things play out. You never know what you're going to need when you're going to need it. And uh, that was kind of the prime example. But, yeah, like you said, that, that exchange was really fast. But in the moment, it felt like a minute, two, three minutes long. So uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, I was prepared for that ankle ride situation. But uh, I did a couple just minor, minor things wrong because at that level and especially wrestling him, that's his best position. And he's probably, I don't know, it wouldn't be overselling it to say this year he was probably one of the best guys in the country on top. For sure. You know, so um, I knew he was really good there. And I knew I had to do whatever it took to to get out. Even giving up two back points, I wasn't really that nervous because I'm like, okay, it's 2-0 going into the third. I'm going to need one or two takedowns. And, um, but I was ready for that moment. And um, it came a little, a lot earlier and not how I expected, but, you know, that's how life is. At what point did you realize the, that you had hit, hit this throw and right, like right off the mat, I didn't really realize what happened. And I don't know if it was like once you were walking off the mat or got in the back or a half hour later, what, when did you realize like, oh, or maybe it was the first time you saw it. I don't know, like, oh, wow, I hit that throw. That's right. It really wasn't until I saw it, until I saw how I wrapped the leg and elevated, popped my hips and threw to where I was like, oh, that's what I did. At first, I just thought I went inside trip. I had double overs, and I just popped my hips. But um, going back, I saw exactly what I did. But, yeah, that was just – it was completely instinct. You know, instinct took over. I didn't even know. I was just wrestling in the moment. And uh, on the biggest stage, you know, I did something that I've never done in my college career, you know. So it was um, – it's kind of surreal. Like I said, you can't write it better than that. You know, that, that sounds like a movie or something. So, you know, that's kind of what I felt all year. I'm ordained for this. It's going to happen for me. And, uh, and it, I went out and it happened for me, you know, in a, a crazy sequence in a way, like, uh, I heard Troy say this, but if you heard before the match, Hey, Andrew Lairs isn't going to get a takedown this match. You say he lost. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, yeah. And, um, you know, I can't, it can't be written better than that. And, um, I'm super grateful and, uh, yeah, I've watched that throw about a million times. <laughs> I bet, man. You're, and, and you'll watch it a million more, I'm sure. And show your kids and, and, you know, it's oh, like yeah. a moment that it's still so fresh, right? We're a few days out. That's going to last in your life forever. So what, what good on you. Tell me, just tell me about the, the rest of the night, right? I'm sure you're still kind of riding a high and it's emotional, but like, what is Saturday? What time did you finally go to bed? Cause you find, you know, you're on the finals, like nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. And then I don't know if there's Colorado after party or, or seeing friends and family, but you're not just going to take yeah. a shower and go to bed. Your body, your body won't let that happen. Yeah, no, I, um, uh, right away. The first thing I did, I went and showered and stuff. And then I, um, you know, I was so disciplined with my diet. I had to shrink my body to stay at a walk around at about 48, 49, because, you know, I could get, I could get really heavy. And, um, like that junior year, you know, I'm pulling anywhere from nine to 11 pounds every single time day before I'm losing that every single time. And that wears on you. Yeah. So I knew, like, not only do I have to make the weight, I have to make sure my body won't bounce up really crazy after duels and stuff and day two of tournaments. So I had to be super disciplined with my diet. So the first thing I did is uh, I went over to Canes. I had two Caniac <laughs> combos, knocked them down. Um, I went over to where my family was and – you know, went out, had a good time, 
Uh, we went out that night, uh, celebrated, was out pretty late, and we had breakfast pretty early, so rocking off of no sleep. Come back to Greeley, you know, all my friends and family waiting for me, congratulating me, go eat again. You know, I, I really overdid it with, with the food and stuff, but, you know, just, um, yeah, celebrating and taking a, a sigh of relief. You know, I finally, I did it. And um, now it's time to relax, just get feeling right, and then we're on to the next step. Heck yeah! Um, what's the next step? I assume and I, you're probably better at freestyle than folk style. Um, your single leg, oh, yeah. your single leg's like perfect for leg laces. Every time you're like whoosh, right around, I'm like, oh, he could just, you know, want to watch yeah. you. And and, for, and and folk style, I'm like, wow, this is like he could just lace this guy up if it was freestyle. But what's your plan for for freestyle this spring and beyond? Yeah. Um, so for beyond, especially my next main goal, you know, is that 2024 Olympics. Um, I plan on taking my Olympic red shirt. This is the plan, right? Things could change. We, you never know. It's early. But um, I plan on taking that red shirt and just focusing on freestyle. You know, I've sacrificed my freestyle career these past couple of years because um, what I'm doing right now is Division One wrestling. Yeah. So I had to sacrifice doing what I, I love more and give my heart and soul to folk style. And uh, so I haven't got to do wrestle the freestyle in a while. And um, everybody knows that that is my much better style. You know, my I believe my style is perfectly tailored for for freestyle. I'm really hard to take down. I score a lot. You know, my transition from takedown to turn is impeccable. So you know, I can't wait to get rolling. So we'll, uh, I don't know what the plans are for this spring. You know, it it took a lot out of me these past 10, 8 to 10 months, you know, training mm -hmm. really, really hard. So I don't know exactly yet, but I know for next year, um, I want to be on the be on the circuit. I like to try to get overseas a couple times and wrestle at these tough tournaments and and really just get ready for Olympic trials and stuff. You know, that's, uh, these have been my dreams and aspirations since I was very young. You know, I've, I've beaten a lot of the top guys already and I believe I'm, I'm there, you know, I believe, especially with my living the right way and taking what I've learned this past summer and stuff into freestyle. I believe it's going to take me to even another level. Heck yeah. Um, and we're kind of running down to, to the end, but I, you know, like, the Hodge, right? There's a lot of talk all year. It was, you know, Spencer and, yeah. and RBY, and and obviously those guys took took losses. They're phenomenal wrestlers. Uh, I believe it's you know, and it uh, should it's dominance, right? Undefeated, you, uh, I think Nino, Stracci, and, and 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 Mason Paris, and and I didn't realize some of the stats you threw out at the beginning. Like you only gave up, scored on twice, but you know, if I'm the I'm the committee, I'm not. But tell me why <laughs> you should win the Hodge. Um, yeah, here. I, I, I had a perfect season. Um, I bet I had by far the most takedowns in wrestling. Um, only gave up four off offensive points all year. You know, I've been taken down once and I've been turned once. And one of those was at the national tournament. So I've, I've completely dominated, you know, I believe, I think out of 28 matches, 21 of my matches are bonus point victories. So I've, I've not only won, you know, I've went out there and dominated. And that's been my my plan since the start of the year. I want to separate myself. You know, I have went out there and I was getting close to majoring dudes that I lost to the previous year. So, um, you know, when it comes to the Hodge and stuff, um, you know, I think I did, every, I did everything that I could, you know. And it, I, I hear some people saying, you know, I didn't wrestle the competition. And it's like, dude, I wrestled everybody. I, I didn't pull out of no tournaments. I didn't step out of no duels. I was, I wrestled the Southern Scuffle. Most people the, didn't wrestle Midlands or Scuffle. You know, a lot of people are sitting out, taking their time. I, I went out there and I told the line every single time. So um, I believe I was one of the most dominant wrestlers this year in college for sure. Uh, I think my dominant score is probably 
I don't know if it's the highest, but it, it's got to be one, one of the highest. But, uh, but yeah, you know, if you're looking at the totality of the season and uh, I believe that I do believe that I dominated the most, but there's, there's also some really good guys. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. It would be a um, crazy honor, you know, and it'd be pretty cool because I won the, the high school one, the junior <laughs> one. So, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have both of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and it would be another boost for, like you said, for Northern Colorado. And you wanted to be that oh, guy, yeah. and, and here you are, you're, you're that guy. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. And at the national tournament, I wrestled, I beat second place, third place, fourth place, and fifth place, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I had the run and I got the wins, so we'll see. But there's also a lot of really good guys, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be exciting to see kind of how that plays out, but I'm sure for you, exciting to know that you you are in the mix. And uh, Yeah, yeah. the honor. Yeah, and and man, it was a fantastic season. Great, great run at the NCAA tournament, and I appreciate you coming on and spending, it's been just about an hour now with us, kind of going, you know, there's always ups and downs, and you don't always get to hear about the downs, and so I appreciate you kind of opening up about that and, and being honest with us. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, last thing, just final final word, anything you might want to say about anything? I'm coming. You know, this ain't, this ain't the end. This is the beginning. You know, I believe this is the beginning of my reign, and I'm going to go out there and try to dominate every single time I step on the map. So be on the lookout. This is just the start. Awesome. Well, Andrew, I'm on the lookout. Appreciate it and excited to watch you continue uh, continue on with your career, man. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. You too. All right. And congrats. All right, folks. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, that's going to do it. Andrew Alira is fantastic show today. What a, what a great guy and, and phenomenal wrestler. Be on the lookout because he's coming, folks. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow and uh, we'll be back. Should be a great show. Have a good one. Thanks. 